welcome to the Fertility Conversations podcast. The goal of this podcast is to create more awareness about infertility and to provide support to people trying to conceive. Thank you for listening today, and we hope you will be encouraged. And now, here is your host, Ola. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fertility Conversations. Today, we are joined by the lovely Sheila Lamb, and she'll be sharing her journey to motherhood with us. Sheila is the author of four fertility books and has a fifth one coming out in June of this year, next month. So welcome, Sheila, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you, Ola. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm delighted to be speaking with you. Yay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So to, to start off, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, right. I'll be as quick as I can and <laughs> brief. Um, so my fertility story started when I was 40. So I was quite, quite late um, coming to the whole, whole thing. And, um, but I didn't think I would have any problems. Um, I felt I was a young 40. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we tried for about a year, my husband and I, and uh and nothing happened. I had been a nurse and a midwife previously, so I kind of had an understanding of the medical side. But um, so I knew that, like, you know, nothing happening in a year when we were trying, we needed to, to have some, uh, you know, sort of uh, investigations, maybe, which we did. And um, they came back with the that old chestnut unexplained infertility mm. now again with a medical background nothing is unexplained there has to be an explanation um and i know they might not have found the reason for something mm. um but anyway um the fertility clinic we went to in london they uh, we decided to do uh the uh, iui intrauterine insemination first because we had unexplained so it could happen and obviously that's the least invasive um, however, that um, cycle uh, was negative. So a clinic suggested quite quickly that we move on to I IVF, um, which we decided to do. So we actually did ICSI um, mm. and we also did the chromosome testing because by now I was 42 and the clinic suggested that that was probably the best way to go. Um, so we did that. We had six embryos and only one was chromosomally normal. Um, so that um, was implanted, well, put back, returned uh, on day five. Um, I don't even think I got to the point of doing a beta test and it was negative. I, I had my period. So we had the clinic appointment again um, and they suggested egg we, we moved to egg donors but my husband and I we weren't we weren't you know we weren't ready for that uh, as I say I was 42 we had unexplained so we decided to try and carry on trying naturally did acupuncture did Chinese medicine reflexology kinesiology hypnotherapy organic food tried try to de-stress um, but by the time I was 45 I still wasn't pregnant so we went to see um, Zeta West, who's quite a well-known fertility yeah. consultant in the UK, and she advised donor egg. And we also saw her nutritionist. And um, so, so you know, over that time period, we'd been trying naturally. We had always had in the back of our mind that we might have to use egg donor. So it wasn't like a quick decision that we made because we'd had like, quite a long time to, you know, 
um, think about it. Um, but a few months after seeing Zeta, I actually read a magazine uh, article and it was about ecodonation um, in Spain. And the, the person that uh, they were um, interviewing was an English nurse at this Spanish clinic, um, which when my husband and I talked about it more, we quite liked the idea that there was an English nurse. We don't speak Spanish and us right. English, we're a little bit, you know, <laughs> we don't even try to speak Spanish. <laughs> and we just felt more comfortable that there was an English nurse there. So we contacted the clinic and um, had an appointment. And although it was a very small clinic, one doctor, whereas the London clinic was busy, busy, really big, obviously, um, it was nice because we knew we would only ever see that one doctor. He would do the um, transfer, you know, everything. Um, it would only be him. Um, so um, we decided to, to do egg donation in Spain, um, which we did. And um, our first cycle ended in a miscarriage. And then we... Um, so sorry. Thank you. Um, that was about uh, five and a half weeks, I think. Um, and then I looked into, I, I researched um, implantation failure and miscarriage. I mean, I know I'd only had the one, but I was like 45 now. I didn't have time to have three miscarriages and neither did I want, really want three miscarriages. So we paid for tests with a, a consultant in England. And um, I was convinced I had either immune issues because I'd read Dr. Alan Beer's book, is your body um, baby friendly? Yes. And that. a lot of what, what he says, I know a lot of clinics and a lot of doctors don't agree with his ideas, but it made a lot of sense to me. Um, so we had these tests. I was convinced I had either immune issues or blood clotting issues. Um, so was quite keen that something was found uh, and all the tests came back within normal range so mm. I was like oh no what are we going to do but um fortunately the the consultant agreed that I could do the drugs anyway because they're uh, they're aspirin blood thinning injection and a steroid right. so he said if your clinic's happy with that when you do your next round your next cycle um then that's what we'll do so it was a different donor that we went with this time the, the second time I did all those those drugs and we had two two-day six-cell embryos put back and um yeah one of those took and she's now 10 10 years old oh wow so uh, yes <laughs> congratulations that's amazing that must Thank have you. been really really exciting after all those years absolutely yes and i had her the week after my 47th birthday Wow. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we didn't have any eggs to, embryos to freeze either time. Um, and yeah, maybe that's maybe that's a good thing um, because, as, you know, I was I was I was 47. Um, but luckily, so luckily for us, it worked that time. Whether those drugs made a difference, we will never know because obviously the embryo was different. My uterine lining was yeah. different. And that's one of those really difficult, really difficult things, isn't it? When each time it's a whole different um, embryo, everything's yeah. different, you know. You just never know, yeah. You're no, just you happy don't. when it works. And you're like, okay, 
whatever happened, it worked. That's all that matters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. um, yes. So that was, um, yeah. So we, we were very lucky and got our happy ending. That's wonderful. So yeah, inspiring. Thank you. And when you, when you hear that news, I mean, initially you said that you were advised about egg donation when you were 42 and you decided to go back and keep trying until you were 45 and then went back to Zeta West. How has it come into terms with the idea of egg donation? Um, I think because they mentioned it when I was 42, mm-hmm. we had quite a long time even though we weren't talking about it every day or thinking about it every day, I think it was always in the back of our minds. Um, And I think for me, if that was the only way I was going to be a mum and my husband was going to be a dad, you know, we, we, I'm not saying we had to get our heads around it, but it, it was it was the way we were going to make our family and I mean you know this is like as I say 11 years ago so there wasn't as much information around um you know we did read into it um and I hadn't we didn't know anyone who had been through it so there's no one we could speak to um and I think it maybe it, it, it was just you know, that was the way we were going to make our family. And, and we kind of not, not, we didn't resign to it or accept it or anything, but it was, it was like, well, that's just the way it's going to be. Um, Otherwise we don't, you know, we don't have a family basically. That's, I suppose that was the, it was either do egg donation or don't have a family. Um, And I think my husband, you know, honestly, he said, I, I'm, I'm okay with egg donation. He said, for him, if it had been sperm donation, he he might not have been so keen. But because it was egg donation, I would be carrying the baby. I right. would be giving birth to it. For him, that you know that was that was different. Whereas he felt again, who who knows if it had been him doing sperm donation, you just don't know how you're going to feel, do you? And until you are faced with those um, those decisions. Um, and, um, so yeah, I think because we had that time and we felt comfortable with the clinic, um, and, you know, the way I always think of it as, uh, the egg donor, you know, they're going through a lot to donate their eggs. They have to be a certain type of woman. They have to be, you know, I wouldn't say the word kind because everyone's kind, but do you know what I mean? Not yeah. everyone would do that. So they have to, you know, so if we're, you know, if that is the biology, if you like, of the, you know, the DNA of, of a baby I'm going to have, yes. then, it's you know, that, that, that's, that's kind of like, I can, I can, you know, I can accept that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, because of course it's, uh, it, you know, we had an adonna, anonymous Egg donor, no, right. because in Spain it it's anonymous um right. so um we didn't ever know who she was right yeah and 11 years down the line it's still not egg donation is still not spoken about so much I mean there's more awareness now but I think it can still be better what do you think can be done to help to destigmatize it or create 
better awareness and understanding of like donation? I think I, I totally agree with you. I think it really needs to be um, not a taboo subject, not mm. no stigma against it, because there are adults now who uh, have been born following egg donation and it's more common and there's going to be a lot more children born um, with egg donation. So it, it, you know, it really has to be something that is people, the general public, if you like, not, not the trying to conceive community, but the wider yeah. world, you know, really needs to be more aware of it and, and understand more about it. And I was always very open, you know, when I met uh, mums um, with my when my daughter was a baby at groups and stuff, it was obvious I was older. So I would immediately kind of say, yeah, I'm 47. It took us a long while to have her. And she was born following egg donation. Um, and I wouldn't say people were overly interested. They just accepted it. Right. Um, maybe I'm lucky in, in sort of, you know, I live in South south of the UK so not far from London so I suppose people are you know sort of um uh more accepting of different things perhaps I don't know right. but I think not everyone can be open about it and that's fine you know we all have to do what feels best what feels right for us and what we're comfortable with but if the people are happy to talk about it um then that will really help you know, it's, 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 um, a lot of it comes down to people's ignorance with regards to the stigma. Yes. You know, if people aren't um, interested in learning about it, then they're not going to understand, you know, and I, I sort of tell people that, you know, had, had the egg that produced my daughter, had the donor had that child, it would have been a very different child because exactly. you know it was my blood that fed her it was my blood that grew her um yeah. so you know she would have been so you know she nobody ever kind of said well she's not your child then I you know not to my face anyway I don't know if they ever said anything you know not to my face um but um I've only ever, you know, even telling family and friends, we, we never had any kind of like, oh, well, why, why would you do that? Or are you not worried? You know, of course, you do worry about what's going to happen because it's the unknown. It's not something we yeah. learn about, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's great that... Um, celebrities we always talk about celebrities talking about <laughs> things like this which is great but I do understand why they don't always talk about egg donation because there is another person who has been born and it's their story you know I talk my daughter knows I tell people um she knows I she she's aware that I tell people she's aware of you know what I do um but if there ever comes to a point when she's like, mom, can you stop telling people, please? <laughs> <laughs> then I'll, you know, I'll have to respect her wishes. But I hope I'll have told enough people by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, so so you said that she, you told her, and of course she's aware of uh, how she was conceived. How early will you say, or how early did you start telling her 
Well, um, I started, I, I told her when she was a baby. So when I was feeding her, when I was cuddling her, but it would have just been, oh, you know, mummy is a little bit older than um, other mummies and her eggs didn't work. So it would, it would have just been something. Like that. And then to be honest, between her sort of toddler years and her starting school, I didn't really say much to her. We didn't really say much to her. Um, I don't know why. It just, you, you know, you just get so busy, I guess, that when you're trying to get pregnant, it's obviously all you think about. And when you're faced yeah. with using an egg donor, it's all you can think about. But, obviously, you know, once once you have had that child, yes, you do still think about it. And, you know, I mean, for, oh, for quite a few first couple of years, Every night I would thank the donor, you know, for, for yes. blessing us, you know, with, with one of her eggs that gave us a daughter. And I would, you know, go and check on her at night and I'd be pinching myself, you know, <laughs> that she's here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, but um, I was um, always very aware that it's best to tell the child when they are younger and, um so we actually kind of, I suppose, officially told her, if you like, mm-hmm. when she was about eight. She just turned eight. We didn't make a big thing of it. It was just a case of, and, and by then she she knew I was old, you know, older than the other mums. And so it was kind of like, well, you know, um, when you're born, you have you know, lots of eggs. And um, we said, said, you know, very, very casually, like mummy's eggs didn't work. Um, but there was a kind lady who had too many. She did need all her eggs. So um she lived in Spain and she gave mummy and daddy some of her eggs and then you know with daddy's seeds uh, we made you the clinic made you kind of thing we didn't go into a lot of detail it was right. and and she didn't ask a lot of questions but then she's that kind of child and I think you will know what your child's like whether you need to go into more detail to reassure them or not and she was you know I mean she did say when we told her and said you know then you in mummy's tummy and you grew and you know mummy you know had um, gave birth to you had you and um and she did actually come around and say do I have two mummies then oh. um which I obviously that crossed my mind would she ever say well have I got another mum or something like that my husband was very quick to say no 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 you've you've got one mummy you know you were in her tummy because I think that was always his a bit of his concern that, that she would say have I got another yeah. mum and that that would upset me you know and she said, oh, okay then. And then she said, can I go and play now? <laughs> so that, was, that was how exciting it was. And my husband and I looked at each other and went, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I did overhear her. Funny enough, a few days later, I did overhear her talking to a couple of friends who we'd met up that she'd known since she was a baby. So she's always known them. And they were walking, yeah. you know, they were all eight. And, she, and I heard her say, you know, I've got two mums. And they, they must have said, then they went, oh, no, you haven't. You've only got one, like we have. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she was trying to impress people, but obviously didn't impress anyone very much. <laughs> and, um, oh, that's cute. Yeah. She, uh, she occasionally will say something. Um, I, I, I don't know. She'll just maybe say something. And I, I think she's, she's once she said, does that mean I'm half Spanish? Because obviously we said that I don't. Oh, yes. 
and we would say well no not not really because you know mum is mum is English and daddy's English and and she said oh because I quite like Spain <laughs> so I was oh. like well that's that's nice that's good you like Spain um yeah but as I say just from her personality she's she's quite laid back no, I, I doubt she remembers me telling her when she was a baby or anything like that. I was keen to to have some books when she was younger about it, but but right. I, I I didn't know of any books that we could read her. Thankfully, now there's loads of lovely books that can people you give can some? read. Sorry, can you share some? Can you um, share some of the books? Oh, I'm trying to think of some of that. There is um, happy is it happy together children's books. I'm also um, uh, doing an Instagram live with um, Christina and she's written MB, MB Elio, I think it is. That's She's written a book about, don't, I haven't read it yet. I just contacted her right. recently. Um, yeah. There are, um, oh, is it? I'm just, it's terrible, isn't it? Knowing, being on Instagram all the time. I only know people by their Instagram name. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> Yeah, they're real names. <laughs> Nobody's a real name. But I did do a post once about some of the books and um, uh, um, somebody... Maybe I'll find listed, it on your page. Listed all, yeah. yeah, somebody listed all these books um, of other people. Um, and um, so there are, quite a, there are quite a lot out there. It, 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 it depends um, what, you know, I suppose what you like um, to read to um, your children. Um and I think that would help. I think if it's if that yeah. is part of the, your bedtime reading and it's the books that get read with all the other books, The Hungry Caterpillar and all those sorts of books, um, I think it just it it just becomes the norm. And having met people now who have had children through donor egg donation, you know, they they all say the same thing. They just they just started talking when they were young because also it helps you get the words that you want to use and if you stumble right. when they're young they're not going to say oh what are you talking about <laughs> and if you feel you know if you feel that you're not comfortable using that word and you prefer that word then then that's fine you know or maybe you might get some ideas from from a book um so um so yeah people I know have said you know even even if the child is um born following IVF a lot of people still bring that into the conversation very very young yeah um so um you know because <clears throat> now that Jessica's the age she is and obviously her friends are the same age I don't want her to feel that she was conceived you know it, it, it wasn't the right way do you know what I mean it, it yeah. was it was the way it was and and that's science and 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 that's you know how a lot of children are conceived um so you know I don't want her to feel that um the way she was conceived was was wrong or wasn't the right way so you know she, I wanted her to be quite comfortable and and I know she's let's say I know she's spoken to friends um about it so um you know I think often from what I've experienced in some ways it's actually the parents who aren't that comfortable with knowing about it Right. you know other, the, the parents of the children who won't conceive via egg donation yeah. you know they're um you know uh they're a bit sort of like oh I don't know I want my child to know that well I can't stop her talking about it you know no. it is, that's the world we live in now anyway so 
yeah. you're gonna know one way or the other exactly yeah, yeah absolutely but i know yeah. there's always the the advice is and even from um uh egg donor adults um, right now you know they say that those who weren't told when they were like younger they do you know they do advise that you tell them when they're younger because it's just then part of you know what you grow up with isn't it yeah you know it doesn't come as a big surprise exactly that's a big thing hmm. you don't want a surprise in the future yes yeah sure. and when you sorry yeah when you were faced with uh, egg donation were you sometimes people wonder how that one with a child uh will they feel any differently um will they be seen as the mom mm. did you have any of those concerns or how did you overcome them if you did have them i'm i'm sure i did i'm sure i did <laughs> but it's it's like a lot of things as time goes on you know those concerns obviously they become a bit of a distant memory but I'm I, I, I'm absolutely certain that you know when when we were thinking about it, you know what would the child look like? Yeah, would the child see me as the mum? Would other people see me as her mum? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I I definitely had those thoughts. But you know, as I said, if that was the way we were going to have our family, then you know, egg donation was was what we needed to do. Um, and I and again, I think perhaps having a medical background, but I don't think I don't think you need to have a medical background. I understood about the epigenetics. You know, I understood right. that because I was carrying her, um, my blood was, you know, sort of feeding her, et cetera, et cetera. So I would feel her move. I would feel her grow bigger. I would, you know, give birth to the baby. Um, so so I don't think I ever really worried about the bonding I mean as a, you know being a, a midwife I know you know you know mums don't bond even when it's their own child you know it might exactly. be that they wanted a boy and they had a girl or they had a girl and they wanted a boy so you know and I think you know when you get to the stage of doing egg donation you've been through so much on this journey yeah. so so much you've had to make decisions you never thought you'd make um that um you know, you haven't gone into it lightly. So I think, you know, uh, it, you, you're far more likely to absolutely, you know, I mean, I know that as soon as I saw those two six cell embryos, <clears throat> they were my children. And mm. as we as we do when we do IVF, you know, they were mine, they were my babies already, yeah. you know, and as soon as they were put back. So as I was concerned, I was pregnant with, even before I knew I was, I was pregnant with, you know, my, with our children. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I don't think I ever really worried about um, the bonding side. Um, I think I was probably more concerned with the fact that I would be 47 when I had her. And right. um, I, I, you know, I went to the bank once and the bank manager said, and she was in the push chair, is she yours? And uh, <laughs> I felt like saying, no, she was outside and I just thought I'll take her. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't say that again, would he? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would have been nice, though. <laughs> just to see his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I have to call the police or what? You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> and oh, I think no. what somebody said was I was I her grandma and I just it's just laughed and I just said no it took us a long while to have her you know so she's so she's super precious to us you know yeah. and 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 that was it nobody really sort of you know went uh, went any further so I think I was that's what I was more concerned about was you know mm-hmm. um and, and you know how would I feel at 47 you know having a young having a young baby because yes all the other mums were you know in their 30s so yeah, um, yeah. but uh, yeah I think you know we do worry about those things of course we do but you know what I know now I wish I'd known not to worry but it's, right. it's no point saying that to anybody because you <laughs> will worry yeah you know, of course yeah and you mentioned rightly that, you know, by the time you're considering egg donation, you've already gone through a whole lot uh, prior to that. So how would you say that your journey and the whole, everything you had to go through, how would you say that it changed you as a person or even your relationship mm-hmm. with your husband? I think um, when we found out I was pregnant. <laughs> like, is she ours? Is she yeah. really ours? <laughs> you know, you're going to rub your eyes and... Uh, and, and we're going to realise it was just a dream. <laughs> so um, I think um, I think for me, it's uh, it's certainly, uh, you know, you, we like to think we were an empathetic, kind, patient person before. But I, I certainly think it draws out those qualities in us. Yeah. I mean, patience, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to have spades of that. Um, but I think as well, it's like, you know, I, I view infertility as a life changing event. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of life changing events, cancer being one, you know, somebody becomes disabled, etc. Um, so I think um, I, I would like to think that I validate somebody's feelings if they're talking about what they're going through rather than, you know, trying to fix it and saying, oh, it'll be okay, which we know are really annoying and sensitive things to say. Um, I I really try to think about what I'm saying um, to somebody and to, you know, sort of try and put myself in the same situation as them um, and definitely validate their feelings. Now I realise there's absolutely nothing worse than not having your feelings validated it's yeah. it's extremely annoying and it's it it's yeah it's it's very annoying <laughs> yes, it not to have your feelings validated um so yeah. i i really do try to be more much more that way i think than than, than pre you know before going on this journey i think it certainly taught um taught me that and also you know i suppose um anything's possible really yeah, you know, ne- I'm not saying never give up because that's not for me to say to somebody. But um, you know, we did go without gut feeling a lot of times. You know, going to see the the consultant about the miscarriage and then doing the you know the drugs when I didn't have anything wrong with me. You know, all, all of that just felt right. So yeah. certainly, I would go with my gut instinct a lot more than perhaps I used to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Oh, you're welcome. And now from your journey, you've published four fertility books. Yes. Well, I've and published... have an 
Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I, I have four from the series, but I have five. Um, the fifth one very, coming out. Yeah. Well, I've got a sixth one coming out, so I've oh, actually got sixth one. All right. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's the four from the series, but the very first one was um, a glossary of terms of infertility, oh, fertility terms. And that's my fertility book, um, and I wrote it like very jargon free because obviously being a nurse and a midwife. Right. I wrote it as if I was sitting down chatting, talking to somebody about low ovarian reserve or um, hysterosalpingogram, whatever. But yes, when I published that and I joined Instagram and I just was blown away with how kind and thoughtful and supportive people were to one another. And, yeah. you know, there, there hadn't been that. I mean, there was one online um, forum that everybody joined, um, <laughs> and which was great, but it, it was more or less, you know, sort of, I've got this wrong with me. What did you do? It, it was very much sort of medically, if you like, rather than, than the emotions. And it doesn't matter where we are in the world. It doesn't matter how old we are, anything about us. Those emotions are the same. And even though my journey had ended, you know, quite a few years ago, um, even reading those posts, they really helped me because there wasn't that support back then. And I, you know, I thought to myself, well, look, you know, not everyone's on Instagram. Not everyone knows there's a community on Instagram. So I wonder if, you know, we could, I could get this information in books because I'd really enjoyed doing the first book and the process of publishing it myself. Um, and, and I thought, how helpful would that, you know, would, would people's stories be? Cause I know I enjoyed, um, what, what stories there were. I enjoyed reading people's stories because, uh, even though everyone's different, uh, there are aspects that, you know, we can resonate with in most people's stories. Um, but I just really wanted them to be about the emotional side. Um, right. and, and the emotions when you're going through infertility, they are different when you're going through fertility treatment. They're very different when you're going through, you know, the two week wait. I know when you're trying to get pregnant, obviously there's always that two week wait, but when you've gone through fertility treatment and you know there was an embryo put back, you know, then you've got to wait that two weeks. And then the emotions again are different when you have um, a miscarriage, whether it's early or whether right. it's... So that was why I did a book about each part of infertility um you know a book on trying to conceive a book on uh, IVF book on the two-week wait and a book on uh, miscarriage and pregnancy loss and then there'll be three more after that on pregnancy after infertility and loss of course there'll be one on donor conception yeah <laughs> <laughs> goes without saying <laughs> yeah and then the last one will be um hopefully i'm hoping i can get enough men to oh, write yeah. <laughs> about yeah. how not just about male factor infertility because i would actually like the the, the partner's side of when yeah. the issue is perhaps as uh, azoospermia or something like that so i think just around the whole sort of male uh, infertility side of things um and there could well be one on adoption and surrogacy um right. etc um but yes the book that you very kindly contributed <laughs> to twice thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you um, for asking 
No, yeah. thank I was I was blown away because you know when I was doing those first books, I had I had contacted um, some uh, some black women. I don't think I'd contacted any Asian women, um, and for whatever reason, I mean, I was contacting people during covid last year so oh. it was understandable if people said they couldn't then then absolutely you know um but during covid with the black lives matter movement and uh, and it just started mm. to become a little bit more aware didn't it that that um black and colored women and asian women indian women they they you know not only you not really treated the same but you have not only the emotions but the culture um, yeah. issues as well, and the the way that a woman is viewed as someone who should have children, and yes, yeah. that obviously is in in, in the sort of Caucasian uh, society as well. But I appreciated that it was um, more than um, you know there was that additional um, uh, pressure on top. Right. So, which was why I, I I I then started looking on on Instagram and um, you know just thought this this you know this this information if it was in a book again it would be there for anyone to yeah. to have access to because it, it's it's lonely whoever you are but it, I think it's doubly lonely for for a lot of women um, and, and the the lovely thing about books like this is that um over time more stories can be added and exactly. some of the stories as you know they're not long stories that take an hour no. to read i just wanted them to to not only be helpful to people who are currently going through because the books about infertility and fertility treatment and loss and childlessness after infertility um i um i want them also to be read by people who aren't going through it so family friends healthcare yeah. professionals mm. um community leaders um so that more people do understand about yeah. it and i you know it, it's that sort of chipping away at that boulder isn't it every mm. little thing that we could do your podcasts books articles youtube they all yeah. together hopefully will help yeah make a difference yeah Wonderful. And what days are going to be launched? This this uh, one that you currently have, one I'm, for black. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm aiming for June the fourteenth um, to launch it. But because I publish it myself, um, that, that might go might, might go a few days late. I'm hoping not. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried to keep to that deadline. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I, it will probably, it will, it, it's finished, um, uh, as you know. Um, it's just, um, at the moment, it's, my other books are just on Amazon as an ebook and as a paperback book. Um, and I want, there are so many other um, online book stores, if you like, around the world that I want to yeah. get the ebook on those in as well you know, for right. june as well so not just amazon because amazon's big in the uk but i know it's not big everywhere um and um i know ebook well the ebook itself will be free anyway um that will always be free so it is available okay. to anyone so it will uh, that will be on uh, that will definitely be on my website and people will just be able to go and download it um and i think i should be able to get it on amazon free as well um but i need to look Wonderful. into that um, and and then there's yeah there's just um, the the paperback if you know people 
want a paperback. Um, personally, I'm a little bit old fashioned and I do like a book. Yeah, I love a book. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you want to give it as a gift as well, it's good as a book, as actual a book. So you can write in it or. Exactly. You could turn the, you know, turn the corner of the page over, you know, if there is, yeah. uh, you know, one that resonated with you and you want to read it again kind of thing. So, yeah. um, but yes, I'm, I'm, um, I, I really hope it um, it helps a lot of people. And, and as well, um, because people have contributed like yourself, given up your time, then we are trying to identify some relevant charities that we could yeah. um, donate um, from the sales of the paper. That's with all the books that I donate a little uh, a little sum of money to, um, to relevant charities because uh, it, it's important that, you know, we are, everyone's helped in some way, so... That's amazing that you do that. Really well done. Oh, thank you. It just it just felt right to me because, you know, everyone who's contributed, um, it's such a the trying to conceive and the lost community is so so supportive and so helpful, um, and people have given up their time to contribute to the book. So you know, not only do I feel very obliged to get it out into the world so that people can <laughs> find it and be helped by it, um, yeah. but uh, but also it's it's nice to be able to. Um, to be able to help in other ways as well, you know. Yeah. So we're looking forward to the book. So for now, Amazon, and then when you have other bookstores, and then we'll update that on the on the internet. They can come on your page. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. On, on my website, it'll it'll have like um, the different places like Kobo and iBooks and all Apple, right. um, all those sorts of places. It'll either be those sort of places, or there'll be one central point that people can go to and then download from their favorite, however they okay. download from. Um, you know, um, and uh, it's uh, it, it takes a bit of time, but it's all it's all doable. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, you know, it's just important that it gets, uh, it gets out there. So, uh, yeah. And I love the title of your upcoming book. I think it's a really good title. Thank you. I mean, it, it says what it is. Um, so, you know, they're all keywords. So hopefully people will find them if they're searching for them. And again, it's important to, to, that that's the title, that it will stay that title, you know, over even as right. more stories are added to it, you know, because it's, exactly. it, it, you know, um, yeah. And, it, and hopefully people will just see it and they'll understand immediately what it is. Yeah, I think so. I did. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so how can people reach you if they want to connect with you? What's the best place to reach you? Probably the best place is Instagram, surprisingly enough. <laughs> um, and I'm at Fertility Books. Um, right. But also, I think if you search Sheila Lamb, that comes up as well. Um, and um, the my website for the books, although you can't purchase the books from the website at the moment, that will, as I say, that will be how it will be uh, soon. Um, it's just MFS. So M for mother, F for father, S for sugar, books. Yeah. Com. It actually stands for My Fertility Specialist because I used All to do right. a magazine called that. And when All I stopped right. doing the magazine and did the books instead, I just took the MFS from My Fertility Specialist. Um, oh, but it made sense on Instagram for it to be fertility books. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but th those are probably, yeah, they're the, the best places to, um, to find me. Yeah. That's great. And is there any one word or quote or word of affirmation that has helped you in navigating your journey that you'd like to share um 
I guess it would have to be just hope, to be honest. Right. And I, I, I did actually, when we knew we were having a, well, when we had a, uh, our daughter, because we didn't find out that she was a daughter, I was oh. almost thinking of calling her Hope. <laughs> um, but but we didn't in the end. Um, so, yeah, I think I just just I just have have hope because, you know, nothing's ever. And you can have hope in other ways. You yeah. know, hope comes in all shapes and forms, I guess, really. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, I think I'd always I was hoped I would be a mum and uh, I was very, very lucky to 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 get to be. Yeah. to be a mum yeah hope is so powerful I love it it is isn't it yes. yeah definitely thank you for sharing You're and welcome. as a as a wrap-up Sheila do you have any words of encouragement for other individuals or couples currently going through their own fertility journeys um I would a couple of things is remember that there is a life outside of trying for a baby, trying for a family. I didn't do that so well. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one <laughs> who just <laughs> eats, breathes, lives yeah. having a baby. And I know it is so hard to not be that way. Um, and as I say, I, 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 I didn't do that so well. You know, I did lose myself and, you know, thought that was just what life was. Um, and also it's, it's very important to seek professional help if, you know, this is, it, it's, it's going, you know, even just, even if you have a cycle cancelled or, yeah. you know, you had, you started off with a huge number of eggs and you ended up with one embryo. They are all extremely devastating things to have to go through and you you shouldn't have to go through it on your own. And, and again, you know, when I was going through it, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, you have to have counselling or you have to speak to a counsellor, which again, now I know was, was not right. Um, so, you know, find someone, um, you know, pref preferably professionally trained, especially if you are going through egg donation, I would definitely suggest that you, you speak to somebody who is professionally trained because they can sometimes just say a word or a phrase or help you to see something in a different way that you wouldn't have thought of yourselves because you're so blinkered and so you know, it's, it's all consuming, isn't it? Whereas if yeah. someone from outside can help give you pointers or something like that, but it is such a journey. And there's two people often, not always, um, but if there is yourself and your partner, there are two people going through it. Um, so I would definitely say, yes, speak to somebody. There's no shame in it. No shame in asking for help. Um, you're going through something that you're not prepared for none of us are prepared for it. Um, and, you know, we, we all had a plan. We all thought we knew how our life would go. Um, and going yeah. through infertility is not what we planned, not how we wanted our lives to go. So, um, uh, and yeah, just, just remember that um, to, to still, in, you know, have, have a life outside of, of uh, trying to conceive. Yeah. Well said. 
wish everybody, you know, the best of luck on your journey. Just want to give everyone a hug, don't you? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sheila. It's You're been welcome. amazing having you on here today. You're, it's been, you shared so much wisdom, very insightful with your experience and so thankful for everything that you do for the community and giving back even after having your own child all the fertility books you know always creating awareness on your page and just helping people and now still having more books come out and your upcoming book in june we're looking forward to that so thank you so much for everything that you do to just make things easier and better for other people dealing with fertility issues and delays yeah, no, no worries. I mean, gosh, <clears throat> I do a very small thing compared to <laughs> things like, uh, you know, things like, like you do. And I, I just think it just helps so many people. And, you know, if, if I can help, you know, as, as the saying goes, if you can help one person, then that's one person you've helped to make life a little bit easier for. And that's important, isn't it? Yes. And I really love the new book that you have coming up, you know, for you to, for you to take what happened last year and, you know, all the concerns about race and to take to learn from that and create a book that shares the experiences of people that their stories might not get told all the time that was really really amazing of you to do that oh gosh well I, I i i wish i'd thought of it before <laughs> <laughs> but still you know to 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 do it now yeah yeah and it's That's it's great it's just so important I you know I, I just think of the next generation you know my daughter and her friends should any of them and, and I suspect some of them will have fertility people she's not friends with yet you know who she will meet through her life I just think if it can be easier for them you know yes. if they don't obviously they'll always be the emotions you can't stop those but if they have as much help as they can then um it you know it's um it, yeah it just it's just it, yeah that that's kind of like how I feel happy you know just because I've yeah. got my happy ending I'm not going to wander away you know I just yeah. uh, want to make it if I can help um other people because you know a lot of people they're probably you know had I had a daughter when I was 20 <laughs> <laughs> I'd be their mum <laughs> exactly, and that's right. what you want you know that's that's what you do don't you you want to help you know yeah. the, the younger generation so uh, it's it's got to get it's got to get better and it's got to get easier for people and only by talking about it and raising awareness that's it's anyway it's going to happen isn't it yes but Thank I think you, everyone Sheila. does a grand job yeah. <laughs> thank you so much really appreciate everything you're doing and we look forward to having your book in all our hands all around even here in nigeria and other parts of africa yeah. and other parts of the world so really looking forward definitely to it. yes as soon as i can i'll be popping one in the post to you yes thank you <laughs> thank you so much Sheila. it's been thank amazing you Ola. thanks for thank having you. me take care thank you so much you Bye. too Thanks for joining us this week on the Fertility Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Fertility Conversations. If there are any topics you would like to have discussed, please send an email to fertilityconversations at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. Thank you again for listening. Take care of yourself and do stay hopeful.